You are listening to Feeding the Mouth That Bites You with Ashley Parrish and Jessica Pfeiffer. A weekly podcast guide on parenting teens and launching them into the world. As always, we are joined by psychologist and author, Dr. Ken Wilgus. Hey everyone, and welcome back. On today's episode, we're talking all about communication, the differences and struggles teen boys and teen girls face. Okay, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you ask your husband, what did you do today? And he says, nothing. Is that a good answer or does that bug you? That's really irritating. Yeah, it is. I hear that all the time. Yeah. I know it's true. You didn't do nothing all day. And if you did, we've got a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had that yesterday with a, mar- a couple of them in their marriage. So that's a perfect example of what I, the reason I wanted to talk about this today is that there's a fading understanding because we're in the age of the individual, mm-hmm. that people actually are thinking that there isn't necessarily generalized differences in how men and women communicate. And that is not true. There are exceptions, but not as much as you think that in the uh, answer to the question, what did you do today is a perfect example. Somewhere, all males were joined together in a camp where they, we were instructed that uh, if you ask someone the question, what did you do today? This is the male contract and understanding. When I say, what did you do today? What I mean is, please tell me anything that happened today that's relevant to me. And please edit out anything that doesn't have anything to do with me. So if you say nothing, that's great. That's fine with me. Guys Mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. Men can remember that guy in college or high school that didn't know the rule and was just bleh, bleh, bleh. And we're like, however, (laughs) we've talked about this before. The, The women, the implied contract is when she says, what'd you do today is, and I've said this, I think on episode 20. Uh, I wish we could be together all the time, but since we can't, would you please use words to fill in basically everything that's occurred since we were together last? Mm -hmm. So first I opened my eyes and then I looked (laughs) at my alarm clock. (laughs) That's what men will say. Okay. I I began at the beginning and I tell the entire story with every detail. Your answers, your answers were perfect. That's what wives will say is if he says nothing, which by the way, if your husband was my roommate, that's a great answer. Good. Thanks. Um, it's, it's actually annoying or worrisome to women. Mm-hmm. So that's one of many examples that it's really important to know and to respect that there are pretty fixed differences in, in the implied contract, if you will, about how, what we're expecting to communicate to each other. And that's mm-hmm. what I want to make sure we talk about, because it really comes up a lot with teenagers and what your expectations are and how they communicate. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I think boy and girl teenagers tend to kind of get silent in the teen years. And so parents, moms and dads get kind of uh, worried or concerned because they're not sharing as much as they used to often because they fear that we're going to try and take over areas that they don't want to reveal too many details because mom's going to get upset or that sort of thing. But we're talking too about coaching our kids through some of the experience that they're having with the opposite gender. You know, i have kids that are in the dating years and they come home and say, well, it's just that we never talk about anything deep. And I'm like, well, what did you expect? He's, you know, a boy. Do they go along? Do they say good point? No, no I think they expect, yeah. sometimes they expect their boyfriend to be like a girlfriend where she, yeah. to, you know, can reveal every detail and they can talk about it and re-talk about it. That's what girls and the do boy when I is talk like, to them I'm, all the time. 
I, I just care about whatever football game is on. I don't really want to talk about that. Okay, it's not that bad, but, but something <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so it's, it, there's a, uh, one of the aspects that's important is trying to help teenage teenagers understand the difference in communication with a male, if she's a girl and talking with a boy and the other way around. And I'm not kidding. You'll bump up against a wall. This is what worries me. I can't tell you how many kids I've said, how many girls I've said, yeah, well, you know, he doesn't want to be your friend. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. He's like a brother. Uh, is that how you feel about him? Yeah. Okay. Then he likes you. It's <laughs> one of you likes somebody and they get upset. Like that's not true. Uh, and so I feel like it's, you know, that worries me. It's fading out. You know, mm -hmm. did you know the difference when you were, did you, can you think about, did you know what, oh, here's what boys are thinking. Did that come up at all? No. My, well, I was a cheerleader and my grandparents were way overprotective. And so like any guy that would like look my way, they were like, right. he only wants one thing. And I'm like, okay. Mm. Okay. Grandma. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See that, that makes it discounted. Cause it's not, it's not saying that boys only want sex. Cause that's not true. Mm -hmm. uh, that's oversimplified. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so yeah, that probably would be a hard thing to hear. Cause you're not yeah. going to believe that. Right. So not that was the only is, thing. Yeah. But it's evident that males and females have differences in communication from the moment we can all talk. And this is something that we're still working on. I don't think we'll ever master it, you know, right. even as adults. Right. <laughs> still, Especially in marriage, it's important. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, we're always working on it. We're more aware, obviously, but um, trying to help our teenagers through this like Jessica said, when they come home and they're upset, right. um, because they're just facing, you know, a, a communication struggle. Um, how do we explain to our teenagers kind of the, the bits and pieces that we know? <laughs> well, it's, you know, I think you have to start with really kind of knowing about it. And since it's a fading thing, um, my favorite book, and it's by my hero, Deborah Tannen, and she's a communications uh, specialist, uh, PhD in communication. And it's a book called You Just Don't Understand. Mm -hmm. And Deborah Tannen is Deborah, like with the uh, R-A-H, but T-A-N-N-E-N, Tannen. And, and she is so objective and talks about communication studies that display so clearly a difference. And she's really good at not at all putting one above the other, which happens in my office a lot especially with marriage therapy. Uh, it's very hard not for a, for a woman not to kind of discount, you know, what kind of an idiot husband doesn't want to share his deepest feelings. Um, pretty much most, mm -hmm. you know, idiot husbands. And the other way around of, yeah, she is just always wanting to know, what did you do? What do you mean? No, nothing. What's wrong with her? Uh, she's a wife. I mean, now mm -hmm. I understand there are some differences, some individual mm -hmm. differences, but not as much as you think, you know, there's even women that don't ask a bunch, but it doesn't mean she's not happy about it or that she is happy about it. She just learned not to say anything. So knowing those differences is really important. So that would be the first step, Ashley, is kind of to educate yourself on a fading topic, which is uh, there really is uh, a difference. And then secondly, it gets at one thing you said, Jessica, there's a difference between a teenage son that comes home and doesn't really say much and a teenage daughter that comes home and doesn't really say much. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes you've known that individual difference all their lives. So there are girls that are not super communicative. But I would say in general, a girl that is not talking much, there is something more to it 
than a guy not talking um, because there's something almost expected about a guy's not so much private, but just, I don't know why you need to know all this stuff. And that's particularly Mm -hmm. important for moms to know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because they'll get pretty upset that, you know, he used to tell me a lot more. Yeah. When they're a boy, then Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily show itself, but the more adult you begin, then these kind of patterns start to show themselves. So Mm -hmm. I'd start with knowledge. And then secondly, I would uh, use that knowledge to really evaluate. uh, Have you been kind of reasonable about maybe your concerns about this kid's um, communication? That'd be the first two steps. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Yeah. And we, yes. And we covered some of these already a little bit on episode 20 and 21, where we discussed mothers and sons and fathers and daughters. That's right. So we touched mm-hmm. upon communication because mostly I think for the most part, I mean, I'm a mom of a preteen boy, so I can own this one. I think most of the time it's between the mom and her son yes. or as moms get our feelings hurt. <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's very mm-hmm. true. Um, because we do, we want to know the details. We want to know. Yeah. Cause he's a big boy. Now we want to know the details because he's not a little guy anymore. Um, and he's just like, I had a good day. And I'm just like, oh. so <laughs> if you haven't listened to episode 2021, I encourage you to go back and check those out. Mm-hmm. So, so what Deborah Tannen describes in this, if you, it's hard to do it just over um, audio, but if you'd want to make a general understanding of how women kind of evaluate relationships, sort of have a third ear for what I'm hearing and what we're saying to each other. Does that say, and I'm, I'm now moving my hands in a horizontal, does that say that we are close, that we are similar, that we share, or are we distant? And that's a very important thing for females. For example, if your best friend said, oh yeah, my husband lost his job two weeks ago, a woman's first thought would be two weeks ago, wait, you didn't tell me this for two weeks. If it's something significant and you think you're close to each other, mm-hmm. then you expect that you will share with each other. Most women have a, I always say there's a couple or three women on the 24 hour clock. If something big happens, you got to tell them within a day or they're going to be hurt. Like I, mm-hmm. I thought we were this and now I have my hands closed together. I thought we were close, but now I think we're far apart. Mm-hmm. And that hurts. If I, you know, uh, if my wife gets on the phone with my sister-in-law, she, it, you know, it's happened before she's hung up and goes, did, did your brother tell you about whatever? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It was about three weeks ago. Why did you not tell me that? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and it's like, <laughs> I, it's embarrassing, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, to her, like now it looks like my husband and I are not close. That's very common for women. I cannot express enough. Men don't know what in the world you're talking about. I have mm-hmm. never heard a man say, dude, you would took this long to tell me. No, it is not a hurtful <laughs> thing mm-hmm. that you didn't tell me because men's sort of third ear for relationship is now, and I'm doing my hands on a vertical. It is sort of like, are we the same or are you kind of better than me at this? And uh, it's just an evaluation of sort of the respect. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if men have a tense conversation with each other about a tough topic, you'll hear a lot of apologizing. A lot of, you know, listen, I'm not this probably in my business, but, or, you know, I'm, I, I know that you're, you, you're good at this stuff and you don't need me to say, but, and then he'll say what he needs to say. That apology, that sort of shrinking yourself down is the necessary uh, element of communication between men that says, look, I'm not coming at this high. I'm not coming at this as above you. We are the same in status. 
mm-hmm. that's really what it is, status. Um, and so it, men are very careful about that. That's why, why, you know, why don't you ask him about his job? She says that he lost his job a week ago. Yeah, I'm not going to ask him. That's his prerogative to tell me. And if he doesn't, I'm not going to bug bug him about that. You, there's just a different value set mm-hmm. about what's important for women. It's connection, the horizontal, and mm-hmm. for men, it's status. It doesn't mean that we don't have mix. I mean, women know about status; they want to be appreciated, and men are aware of closeness. But nothing, the priority is nothing the same. They're very different. How can I be this many years old and have always, of course, innately, because I'm a woman, known that our communication is reflective of our connection to each other? I mean, I even sang a little song to Charlie. It's from a it's from a <laughs> terrible video that I my can't kids wait. used to watch about being connected. <laughs> He's like, All right, I want to hear it. <laughs> Here, here's the song. Come on. If we're not communicating well, I start singing this ridiculous song about being connected. And he's like, stop, please stop singing that. But it's <laughs> <laughs> such it's... a great way to be annoying. Yeah. yeah. But I've never thought about it, men being status. I totally see it now that you say it, how men. Yeah. A tough subject like that, like uh, losing a job, they're thinking, man, I'm not going to point out something that might be embarrassing or shameful to him or That's upsetting right. to him. I'm, I'm not going to bring that up. He's going to have to bring it up with me. You it's know, and I think that is so right. interesting because every woman would think, well, I'm going to bring a meal. I'm going to take something over. I'm going to show right. how much I care. And you know, know, she came out when I brought the meal, he stayed back in his room. He didn't even come say thank you. Well, again, you know, it's, it can, you can step on and it's, this is happens as you can imagine all the time in marriage Mm -hmm. because you're, you're connected, you're super close and, and a man can step all over a woman's toes or his wife because that we feel not communicated, not connected Mm -hmm. and women step all over their men's status toes without even trying. Because nobody's mm-hmm. told us. I ask every marriage, the first question I ask is uh, to the man, uh, what advice, if any, did you get from your father about marriage? And I'll ask the woman, what advice, if any, did you get from your mother about marriage? And you can probably guess it is 95% of men, nothing. Mm-hmm. Or I wouldn't have listened to that son of a, anyway, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Women is almost the same, M- vast majority, nothing. Mm-hmm. Except for a larger minority group. Yes, my mother did advise me about marriage. And she said, never let go of your savings account. Don't let them, t- you yeah. know, keep your job. Sort of like, mm-hmm. that's not good. It's like, don't get too excited about this marriage thing. It's really bad. You know, that, that's not really the <laughs> advice we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that was true a couple of hundred years ago. I think it's, there's a shared wisdom. And I know there's scripture that's helpful, but mm-hmm. the kind of thing we're looking for, that's sort of specific in our age you, you really have to read into scripture to get there. Uh, and it, it doesn't give us the detail that we're looking for uh, mm-hmm. as far as this kind of thing. Uh, it's shared wisdom that I think a man getting married, his father, his uncles, and all the men of the village would take him aside and go, okay, there's a secret thing you need to know. This mm-hmm. girl you're going to marry is going to be super insecure about whether you're connected. So you need to put your arm around her. You need to uh, bring her stuff. She'll notice if you don't know how she takes her tea, she'll pay it. So you need to keep reminding her you're connected. And the guy Mm -hmm. will be going, really? Oh, yeah. And he'll say, well, she's not like that now. And all the men will go, I know. Yeah, you're not married. Just wait. <laughs> but at the same time he's doing that, I think the, the his future wife and her mother and aunts and all the women of the village are in a different place saying, 
I know you think your man is a very cool guy and he feels very successful. He's going to be more insecure than you can imagine. Mm -hmm. He's going to think you're telling him he's a loser. Mm -hmm. When you try to tell him your feelings, he's going to feel like you're criticizing him Mm -hmm. and they're just super touchy. So you need to be sure and know how to not, you you need to tell him how you're feeling, but you need to learn how to talk in male speak that starts with, Hey, I'm not saying that you're a bad father because you are a good father, but lately Mm -hmm. I'm feeling, and you put that in there, the sort of boundary, the apology thing, that's how men do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and last thing I'll say is that I teach this stuff. I'm not, great. I'm better at this in my marriage, but it's so unnatural well, can because I it's just not how I do on it. you for a second. And just sure. let all of our listeners know that when you held that book up, it was really worn. <laughs> it's true. I love Deborah Tannen. Keeps it on the nightstand just in case he needs it. <laughs> Actually, I keep it on the nightstand because wives like to know that their husbands are reading Aww. about stuff. I've even told guys, put the book on your nightstand and then move the, the uh, bookmark <laughs> so it looks like you care. No, that's not true. But it's yes, I, I go through it a lot because mm-hmm. it's just so unnatural. And that's what you're saying, Jessica. Yeah. Like, how do I not know this? It just doesn't fit what's mm-hmm. natural to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And I do think, I know, I know for sure that, you know, with my husband, I can tell there's always this sense of respect that he needs from me. Um, when we're communicating about something difficult, you know, he doesn't, he wants to hear you're a great father, but when you did that, it really upset me, you know, or whatever right. it is, um, that he needs that preface of, I don't think you're a terrible person or, you know, right. whatever it is. Um, but I do want to say, I want to be one of those village women that pulls my kids aside. <laughs> good. That's um, a good and goal. I know my husband wants to be that way too, with our, with our son and even with our daughters, you know, between mom and son and father and daughters, I think it's important to talk about these things. So how do we, when our kids are struggling with, let's say a boyfriend relationship or a girlfriend relationship and saying, you know, this isn't the communication is poor. I don't understand what, why she's so upset. How do we step in and kind of explain the other side to our kids or explain how, you know, what, what would you, what advice would you give to us? parents? It's especially hard now, like I say, because when I talk to teenagers about this, they argue with me. They will clearly oppose you in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a good idea to think if you're in that analogy, I think it's a good idea to bring in other people. Like if mm-hmm. you as a mom are telling your daughter or your son, if you and your sister are telling him, or you and a good friend of yours are sitting or even two or three women that you can hear from this cluster of women or cluster of guys that, nope, that's right. That's what it's, what it is. That, that really helps kind of validate because otherwise it's a tough road to host. So I would, number one is try to bring in other voices to kind of validate what you're saying. So my daughter and husband were in the car headed somewhere and my husband was trying to tell my daughter, no, the only reason that boy is calling you, texting you, wanting to get together is because he likes you. And my daughter was absolutely, no, it's because we're friends. He's just nice. We, we just get along really well. We just have a lot in common. And he kept saying, no, that is absolutely not the case. He likes you. <laughs> and she continued to, to dismiss him. And he said, hold on a second. And he speed dials his brother and says, Hey, I got my daughter here and she's telling me that this boy's calling her and texting her. Why is he calling her and texting her? And he said, because he likes her. And to have that kind of confirmation. I think that's genius. Your uncle, this is, this is a male, well-known male topic that this is that's not, true. this is not because he wants to be your best friend. And, he actually and not, has some feelings for you. And not that he just wants sex. That mm-hmm, message right. doesn't go very far. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Not always. No. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes that might be the case. <laughs> Not always. Is that what you were told, Ashley? Yes, that is what I was told. <laughs> that but they I only think want sex. That's right. <laughs> Did you believe that? Um, I did not. Yeah, it's not true completely. They're not against yeah. it. But to try to right. oversimplify it like that, I think your gut would know that, no, he doesn't, you know, try to grab me and stuff. He seems to really generally like me. And of course, he does right. like you. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we mean with a status-oriented guy, he's going to want you to be his girl, sort mm-hmm. of. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why, I don't know, I think, you know, your kids, when they become teenagers, they're trying to figure out this, you know, this life for themselves because they think they're totally grown and they know better than us because we're just old and <laughs> right. it used Some, to be that way. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they've got to figure out things the hard way, but mm-hmm. I do think it would be wise for us parents to know when to approach it and offer our wisdom in advice. Is that right? Dr. Yeah. And especially advice in that Mm -hmm. way, you know, there's, there's a technique to giving advice. Yeah. Uh, But, but I think this is something that you need to be educated about and help your teenagers understand, you know, how many boys I've said that they've come in going, okay, remember that girl that broke up with me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That was like three weeks ago. She just texted me. How are you doing? (laughs) And they're like, what, what does she want to get back together? Nope. No, dude. She just wants to know how you're doing. Uh, yeah. She just because we broke up doesn't mean we can't be friends. And the guy's going, mm. yeah, it does. We can't be friends. I know I get that, but she doesn't know that. So don't mm-hmm. overstate it. She's just still wanting to stay connected. Be nice to her, but you're not going to want to communicate as much as she does. That's because you're a guy and it, it hurts that you're not together now and all that stuff. The status sort of of our relationship makes a difference to him. Mm-hmm. That is so classic teenager stuff. I mean, oh my goodness. Yes. I just, you know, I, I watched kids doing that kind of stuff and I'm thinking they just clearly do not see the way the other gender is seeing things, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's actually getting worse. Like I keep saying, like there are the dating patterns of seniors in high school, like how much they go out and who, you know, the, who they could get with is like in the 1970s, eighth graders. Like there's just not the same. So it gets more confusing. We're with a group. We're all friends. He's not really like that. It makes it harder for them to see. You know what? I've seen a lot with my daughter's friends. They will start dating. A boy and a girl will start dating. She will cut off all of her girlfriends just so that they can be together. Yes. And then all of a sudden it goes south real quick. And they end up breaking up. The girls, the, all the girlfriends are mad at the one girl because yes. they were like, you totally cut us off for three weeks, you know, because it doesn't last long. Right. <laughs> you, know, like you, cut, like, you totally ditched right. us for Johnny for three weeks, you know, and now you want to be our friend again. Like That, that is was a rude. great example because it's going to hurt the girls. Mm-hmm. It'll kind of hurt a guy's friends, but not as much as it girlfriends. It hurts the girls. And then the girl comes, you know, like, I'm sorry. Um, you know, like he just didn't want me to, you know, snap other boys. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. But then following that horizontal, all the girlfriends are going, I thought we were close like uh-huh. this, but we're actually mm-hmm. distant. And remember, one of my favorite memes is high school is not the place to find your husband. It's where you oh. find your bridesmaids. Hey, oh, I, I like, like that. that. Thank you. One of my faves. Mm-hmm. Very oh, important. I like that. 
that's so true. that's the kind of thing that girls, and I've told you all this before, it worries me that I have to teach girls about mm-hmm. the importance of friendships. And th- this is largely because of the internet. It has mm-hmm. really changed, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of, most of our younger teenagers really think that internet connection is in fact real connection. It is not. Mm-mm. And no one ever says, good point, doctor, was they're always looking at me like I'm a sad old man that, no, this was, this was texting, but that's the same as talking. It is not. It is mm-hmm. not the same. I get mm-hmm. with my friends on the game uh, every afternoon. No, you don't. You're on a mm-hmm. game. So it, it yeah. really does dilute people's understanding of how human beings interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got a question for you. So, you know, Ashley was talking about when couples pair up and then, you know, the girl kind of ditches her friends or things like that. But I've also seen where couples pair up, let's say the girl starts dating a new boy, but is still friends with these other boys. Of course, the new boyfriend gets jealous and says, you can't be friends with these boys anymore. But she says, because she sees it this way, they're not flirting with me. They're not texting me because they like me. They know I'm dating someone else. I'm just friends with them because we get along really well. Should that girl be, um, go with her new boyfriend and leave behind these guy friends that she may have been friends with. That's a great question. Or does she, does she continue with those friendships knowing that this is just high school? And that brings up, that brings up two issues. So you don't use the marriage playbook to date. Mm -hmm. So the obvious answer is a wife who's newly married and has lots of guy friends. Her husband Mm -hmm. doesn't like it. She really needs to think about how much that will hurt him. And she mm-hmm. should absolutely respond to that. Now, any husband that knows what he's doing would not go, you can't be friend. He would be like, honey, I, I can I just tell you how this feels to me so that mm-hmm. it helps her to feel like we're connected. But uh, when it comes to dating, I really don't mind if, you know, if you're not following the playbook. It is, however, a marriage playbook. It is a good opportunity, however, to explain why that's hard for him. And again, you're going to have to argue it. That Mm -hmm. I told him, no, I'm going to be friends. These are my guy friends. Here's what's probably hard about that, hun, is that he knows what other guys are thinking. And the fact that uh, your girlfriend talked to me a bunch yesterday kind of is threatening to a guy. And Mm -hmm. so you might want to keep that in mind. It's not the same for him. Those are one of the many examples that you can let kids know that this is different a guy that's bothered by it with his girlfriend could she you could tell him look it does it does not necessarily mean that she's trying to flirt and get another boyfriend she probably doesn't value the same thing you do and you might need to explain it to her but those are opportunities to me to at least you know show the myriad of examples of how you're not the same mm-hmm. but I, I would i would not go all the way as to saying you must not flirt with or talk with other boys because you have a boyfriend. That's a marriage rule. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to overdo, you know, I can't tell you how many girls I've had that are dating and they've been months and months and we're arguing. It's terrible. And I'm like, and, but you know, I don't want to break. I don't want to ignore the relationship or I'm said, no, that's a marriage rule. If you don't like your boyfriend, you uh, break up. That's what Mm -hmm. you do. Like this Mm -hmm. is what we're doing. We're not married. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so yeah, I would just use it as an opportunity to point that out, but I wouldn't necessarily make that a, a rule that here's what you need to learn to do with dating. No, it's just dating. Don't, mm-hmm. don't go there. You know, it's with your mm-hmm. husband that it's really going to be an issue. And I've seen that. I've mm-hmm. seen young marrieds uh, actually think that, uh, you know, he can still 
you know, get together with his girl best friend and it's all fine. No, it's not. It's not mm-hmm. okay. So that's how right. I would, does that make sense? That's what I would do. I'd point it mm-hmm. out, but I'd be careful not to make it a dating rule. You're just dating. Let's not overvalue mm-hmm. that. Same thing is never take a boyfriend on a vacation with you. Don't do that. Don't take a girlfriend mm-hmm. if you can mm-hmm. avoid it. Well, no, you can avoid it. It's just give them the freedom to break up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So the last part to think about though, is if you're as a parent, just be careful. And this often comes back to moms. It's really important to not be unnecessarily hurt. If for example, your teenage son sounds just like my husband, he says nothing. We didn't do anything. You know, it's really helpful to remember that that is a male communication style and it's not personal to you. Even if he was the 10 year old boy that loved to tell you everything, he's becoming more and more kind of man in his male in his uh, stereotypic communication. And so it's a good opportunity to teach him how to handle that, which would be not to shame him. Like, what do you mean? Nothing. Who, who doesn't, that doesn't help anything, but you can also tell him, well, okay, I'm glad you told me that. Um, let me just tell you that I was hoping for more because um, it's, I really like knowing detail and maybe that's boring to you, but if you ever feel like you can, I would love to know more, which basically is the speech to tell your husband as well. But you just don't need to overemphasize, nor do fathers need to rest comfortably with, you know, we get together some. I mean, we talk. I know something about, where, you know, when she's in sports, that's plenty. No, it's not. No, mm-hmm. it's not. Does she know? For example, I ask fathers, do you know your daughter's friends' names? <laughs> do you know what's going on with her? Because she will notice if, you know, well, your mother knows all that stuff. I just swoop in occasionally. Then you will not be close and you want to be close. That's mm-hmm. the sort of weapon against bad boyfriends is being close to your daughter and emotionally close to women is what we've been describing. Knowing her. Uh, being, listen, girls love to be predicted. Like if a father can go, Hey, yesterday, when we did such and such, is that the kind of thing that you hate in that? Re- yes, that is exactly right. She loves that. Like, wow, mm-hmm. he knows me. Mm-hmm. And so, th- so fathers need to be aware of how women communicate uh, in his marriage for that matter. But mm-hmm. to his daughter, she can be, uh, feel distant when a man thinks, you know, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. That's really funny that you mentioned because my husband and daughters are very close and sometimes, well, he's taken to taken them to soccer practice, which is 30 minutes away for us. And so that's a great opportunity for them to catch up and he'll get out of the car looking like his head is spinning and he'll be like, oh my gosh, she just talked about so much stuff. And he's like totally overwhelmed, like drinking out of the fire hose, you know, just so much stuff. But then two minutes later, she'll say something about her friend. He'll be like, who's Susie? And she'll be like, the girl I was talking about the whole time, you know, (laughs) he's like, oh, I just, that's your mom's business. I don't know your friend's names. That's just (laughs) up to her. (laughs) It is. It's hard for us. I'll be honest. My, my two oldest are two years apart. So, and boy and a girl. So everything they went through was our first time. So I knew their kids and their Mm -hmm. friends' names and all that stuff. But when our youngest came along, which was six years later, I'll admit that I had to write down and keep it in my wallet, (laughs) the name of her friends, because I knew her best friend, but there was, you know, the other ones who I didn't want to be the, who who is that? So I would Mm -hmm. secretly look at the little card. (laughs) Oh yeah. Her. Yeah. Isn't she the one that you didn't like last year? Whatever. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's super important. But again, you've got to 
keep in mind that you, the assumption that we as men and we as women are pretty much the same in this, or even that it's really about each individual, there's not a grouping, that is just wrong. It, it, research shows that. And the more that you serve each other by doing the kind of communicating that isn't natural to you, Mm-hmm. but is nat- it's sort of the dialect that your daughter or son speaks, or for that matter, your husband or wife speaks. That's how you really love someone. You serve them by learning somewhat about their dialect, kind of like a different way of, of comprehending uh, what, how communication works. Well, that was a great wrap up, Dr. Kim. Thank I don't you. even know if I need to close, but <laughs> I think that's what the bottom line is, is that communicating, learning how the other people in your life communicate is an act of love, right? And noticing what is meaningful to them and um, learning what is valuable to them and the way that they communicate is of utmost importance. Thank you guys for this conversation today. Thanks for joining us today. Hit the subscribe button so you won't miss an episode. Also, leave us a review. This is how other listeners find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Feeding the Mouth. We appreciate you and would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or ideas about what we've discussed today, please email us at podcast at feedingthemouth.com.